Everyone, this is Ron Johnson, and this is the Ron Johnson Show on Locked On Sports Minnesota. We are getting closer and closer to actual number one starters football. Every single week, they go into these practices, getting closer. So we're going to talk about, I got I got the Tennessee Titans, Minnesota Vikings. Like, I mean, come on now, you guys have seen this. It's the depth chart. It's also the roster. It's also the notes for the game. And I have kind of like some locks that I've seen the past couple of weeks. The rest of this roster, we'll discuss that coming up on the Ron Johnson Show. Locked on Sports Minnesota Podcast. It's endless Minnesota Vikings talk with the diverse voices of your local experts. Now the Ron Johnson Show. On the field, in the broadcast booth, Ron Johnson is Minnesota sports. He's played with them, hung out with them, and grown up with all the big names in Minnesota sports. They're hanging out with Ron Johnson. It's the Ron Johnson Show on the Locked On Sports Minnesota podcast. And it starts now. Hey everyone, it's Ron Johnson. This is Ron Johnson showing Locked On Sports Minnesota. The Minnesota Vikings played the Tennessee Titans. They also had a practice, joint practice week. After that, I kind of, like, I've been flip-flopping these power rankings of receivers. And after these last two games, I'm torn. I'm completely torn. This roster, you really don't know which direction they're going to go. But they have the Arizona Cardinals traveling to town this week. Wednesday, Thursday, joint practices, and yet again, another noon kickoff at U.S. Bank Stadium, so I'm looking forward to that. But we're going to talk about the players that I think are an absolute lock. They're on this roster, and then we'll kind of discuss what do some guys need to do to solidify their spot on this roster. Again, I'm Ron Johnson. I'm going to bring my producer to the show, Sam Action, but I want everybody to know this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Just visit FanDuel.com backslash Locked On to make every moment more. Well, as I bring my producer to the show, Sam Ekstrom, Sam, when I uh, at the game, you know, it, let's be real, it was boring. Um, but then we, I had to pay attention because I had to do the fan line uh, on K Fan Radio, which is the official radio home of the Minnesota Vikings. And so when I, when I was on the radio, um, and you and you just hear what's going on, and you hear what the fans are saying. One, we spent way too much time at night after a preseason game. So this this coming podcast, or not podcast, sorry, this coming uh, fan line, my goal is to be done in like an hour and 10 minutes. We were we were there to like almost mid, like 1230, I think. Way too long. But we had a new guy, Robert, Robbie Rosenhaus. He's new, so he was trying to do his just best. You know, they gave him a shot. Corey Cove is out. Eric Norquist was out. Hey, Robbie, you have a shot. He went way too long, Sam. He even got a text message from the from the team like, "Hey, speed this up!" Like you're, it's at this point nobody's listening. It's midnight now, and the network is gone. I don't think anybody's on the app on a midnight listening to the fan line, worried about the preseason. I will say though, there are some fans that were. My one of my neighbors as I'm walking down the street yesterday, he ran up to me like, "Hey, what, what was the Chris?" And I know you didn't hear it, Sam, but there was some Chris John drama. Here's what happened: the last caller yeah. called me John. So then his name was, I have no idea what his name was, but I, I just called him Chris. And then I was like, all right, we're done. Next, move on to the next guy. Like, let's get be done with the show. Guy doesn't even know who what he's listening to. He's talking about, hey, hey, I got a question for John. I'm like, there's no John here. Um, Ron John. Maybe, maybe Ron John. Maybe, yeah, maybe he couldn't get Johnson out. Maybe he was drunk. I don't know. And I didn't. 1230 a.m. Yeah, I really been. didn't think about my last name. He could have been trying to say Johnson and it cut out. I don't know. But it, it was it was funny. Uh, but yeah, 1230 a.m. Dude was probably drunk. It was a Saturday night. Um, 
and 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 but I appreciate him for listening at least and and tuning in. So you know when I what I did was this Sam, I looked at the roster and I kind of went through some locks. And after these preseason games, uh, it's tough, but you got to make this roster. Fifty three guys. I'm still confused on this. Like, is it three quarterbacks and then the fourth doesn't count, or is it two quarterbacks and then you can have one quarterback that doesn't count towards your fifty three because the new Brock Purdy rule. So the quarterbacks all count to your 53, but then remember the game day roster, I believe is 48. Ah, so that's you can what have it a 49th, is. a 49th guy that, that isn't part of your 48. That's what was throwing me up. I could not remember what that rule was. So, cause you, you get to dress, is it 46 or 49 now? It's, it recently changed with, with the pandemic and whatnot. They had more. I, th- I thought it was 48, but it, okay. it, it used to be 46. So it used to be 46 when I played, yeah. which still seems like a dumb number. Like, that's not giving you any room for injury or whatever. I mean, I remember we went to a game one time with three wide receivers. That's how crazy it was. Wow. Three wide receivers because we were a running team. And so they wanted to have three tight ends. They also wanted to have four running or four uh, backs. They had three running backs plus a fullback. And they had, I think, three or four tight ends. We went to a game with three. Well, we traveled technically with four receivers. Our fourth receiver hurt his back during warm-ups. So we went to – it was a Steelers game. I'll never forget. We were warming up, and our fourth receiver is just like, oh, yeah, uh, nope, I can't go. And so Todd Heap, whenever we went four wides, Todd Heap had to become our fourth wide receiver for that Steelers game. Uh, I remember that because my dad was there, Steelers. We played the Steelers at – pittsburgh so it was fun to it's like my second year in the league i'd already been there once but it was just different your second year because you kind of starting to understand the moments and uh i think i got like the first big third down catch of the game um but yeah it's not about me it's about these guys and their big catches during the game so here's where i go first with the power rankings sam i had speaking of receivers and catches i kind of had a power rankings and and twitter kind of like people thought it was clickbait and it wasn't clickbait it was recency bias is what i call i called it my recency bias Power rankings for receivers. Yep. And originally, my, my first one was Justin Jefferson, one, of course. K.J. Osborne was two. Three was Tristan Jackson. That was my recency bias. This was like after his big catches. Um, and then after Tristan Jackson, I then had Jordan Addison. And then I think five, I had Powell. Powell. And then six, I had... I have to go back to the tweet, but I'm looking at these receivers. I'm trying to get a quick. I remember you left off. Oh, Naylor. Yeah, yeah I had Naylor. Naylor. I had Naylor. Yeah. I had Naylor at five. I had Powell at six, and I left off Rager. Here's kind of my recency bias. I'm going to tweet this out too, but this is my recency bias from this past week. I'm still going to go one, Justin Jefferson, because there's nothing anybody can do to take him off my number one. So Justin Jefferson, one. I'm still going to stick with KJ Osborne, two, because again, he's having a good camp. Solid, nothing, nothing glaring. It was like, oh, my God, he's making mistakes. Three? I'm still going to go Tristan Jackson. Like, Tristan Jackson and me is there. Four? I'm still going to go Jordan Addison. Nobody's done it. Now he is in the concussion protocol. That's sad. That's tough because you don't know what's going to happen. But here's where I go, Sam. Five? Five is Jalen Rager. Jalen Rager, after the last two preseason game, has shown He's learned. He's had a full offseason to learn this offense. Maybe this offense fits him better than the Eagles. Jalen Rager has the speed that Jalen Naylor. Jalen Naylor might end up on the IR, which is only six weeks. Now, people, this is not the season ending. But with a high angle sprain, if he can't go week one, maybe he's on IR. But I'm going to go Rager at five. And then at six, honestly, at this point, I got to put a question mark because I feel like Jalen Naylor should be six. 
Uh, Brandon Powell didn't do anything in the last game to really throw it out there, but those are my five at least. I think Naylor makes his team. So that's my six right there with Naylor. Like I'm going off a of recency bias, but also I feel like some of these guys, there's other guys haven't done enough to upseat, you know, get them out their spot. Those are my six. Here's some locks that we talked about. Yeah. But, but first, what do you think about that? Like where are your, where, where's your <clears throat> six receivers? Yeah, I've been thinking about this a lot. Tristan Jackson makes plays every time he's on the field. And I think he's deserving. The problem is, is that Rager, as you noticed, he's been having a better camp than I think a lot of us might have expected, and he's yeah. done well in both the games. Yeah. Um, but you can't keep all seven. So at Correct. some point, you got to choose between, let's say you keep six. You got to choose between Powell, Rager, and Jackson. Keep two. So I would rather keep Powell and Tristan and drop Rager. I just think mm. even though he's improved, I still think you get him – one year, his contract is up. He's a little older. Like I'd rather have the younger Tristan Jackson. He's got upside. So give me Tristan. He's been great. Yeah, and that's the thing, though. If you get Tristan Jackson, I think Tristan Jackson is a better receiver than Brandon Powell. So then you maybe cut Brandon Powell because you don't need a punt returner of Jalen Naylor's your punt returner. And that's where I think it's going to come down to this last week of practices. Like I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing all the tweets now because, of course, everybody now is tweeting out videos like they're they're reporters and and they're just dudes sitting at home. But you know, it, it's one of those things where they're just in the stands and they can now take video because us as credentialed media, we cannot, which sucks. That's horrible. I, I hate that. Like how how can these fans have more video of practice than we do? But it is what it is. Uh, when you maybe we, just need, we need to go sit in the stands. That's what I was thinking about. But I'm like, even if I tweet it out from the stands, and they're still gonna be mad. Like, just put on a fake mustache. No one will know it's Ron Johnson. Well, I gotta find a different. I gotta find like a burner account, like burner. Kevin Durant. <laughs> but here's where it. I go with the locks. Maybe we'll do the the the. We'll stick with offense. I'm gonna do defense tomorrow because there's way too many guys. Yeah. But my offensive locks, and yeah, that that maybe that'll be our Tuesday open. What's our defense? We, we'll do all offense today. What's who 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 are my locks? Of course. I got J.J. Derrissaw, Ezra, Garrett Bradbury, Ed Ingram, Brian O'Neill, T.J. Hawkinson. Now, Ed Ingram's not a complete lock, but at this point, none of these other guards have done anything, but I'm going to go with him. Hawkinson, K.J. Osborne, Kirk Cousins, Madison, C.J. Ham. That's your 11. Then when you jump over to the backups, I say Blake Brandle because he's the only like guard of between him and Josh Sokol, Jack Snyder, um, I, I after that, Austin Slotman, I think because he's a swing guard center. Yeah, I have him in interior. there. Mm -hmm. Um, just for the interior line. I'm not sold on any of these other offensive linemen. So I'm not going anywhere else from there. Josh Oliver, Johnny Munt. I think both of those two have done enough. He's singing the praises of Johnny Munt, so I can't can't see him just cutting him all of a sudden. Nick Mullins. Um, I don't know about this third quarterback thing, like if they're gonna go with two, because we know in the past they've gone with two quarterbacks. Like it just is what it is. They've gone with two. And uh, they have not had a third quarterback. So I'm not sold on Jaron Hall just yet. I think Nick Mullins has done it, though. I'm going to go with Ty Chandler, Kane Wangwu at this point. And then that's it. So, like, I don't have Jalen Naylor as an absolute lock. I mean, I do technically because I thought about it. But then I'm like, well, this dude's hurt. Like, are we, 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 are we buying in too much into this offseason of, like, hey, man, he was just great. Like, yeah, but if he's hurt and guys are balling out, how can you as a coach say, I'm going to cut this guy and this hurt guy, I'm going to keep him? So I, I think that's the thing is maybe an IR situation and then keep yeah. an extra receiver. Pup, until pup list. Yeah, pup Six list. weeks. Mm -hmm. But I don't have Nikhil Harry, Jalen Rager, um, some names that guys know, Brandon Powell, Trishan Jackson. I can't put them in his locks. Uh, Dwayne McBride. Uh, and then Abram Smith. Uh, none of those. Nick Muse. Nick Muse has been having a good camp. Blake Pro. 
Um, so that's kind of where I'm at. Like, I, I think it was 11, 12, 13, of course, Jordan Addison, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. I got 18 guys on the offense. I'm guessing they're going to have about 24, depending on special teams, uh, about 20. Because, you know, I got the special teams uh, locks, you know, Greg Joseph, Ryan Wright, Andrew DePala. They're done there. Um, this kick return, punt return, I don't have either of those locked in. Like, as of now, they're slated Kane and Jalen Rager, but that could be anybody. So I got 18 offensive locks. I mean, those are my 18. I'm I like, is there anybody that I did? Like, what do you think about that list? Is there anybody on that list that I said is a maybe that maybe you have as a lock? I think Jaron Hall is a lock. I don't think mm-hmm. no matter no matter how rough it looks with him at times, I think they're gonna see this through for at least one more year. I just think when when you only get six draft picks in a class and you know you take a quarterback in the fifth round, you're gonna try to develop him, especially mm-hmm. when Kevin O'Connell is your head coach. He's a quarterback. They're going to give that a little time. So I actually would lock in Jaron Hall. Um, and I would probably lock in someone like Vidarian Lowe. I mean, you need you need your swing tackle. Would you pick um, him over Ole Udo right now? Udo struggled so much in the game. And Vidarian Lowe did not. I, I guess I like Lowe a little bit more because he's just he's younger. Right. Um, but that your swing tackle is a question mark to me. Yeah, that's, maybe it's that's, a lock. That's what I. That's why Vidaria Lowe and in, in, in Ole Udo. That, I think this is the week to watch them now. I think they're going to yeah. get a ton of snaps. Uh, these joint practices as well, because I think they're probably thinking the same thing. Like, do we need to bring another tackle in? Like, you know, it, it feel like Ole Udo, like the last couple of years, has just gotten the nod because he's the only thing left. It's almost like you know, I don't, I wouldn't pick him if we had a bunch of guys, but there's only guy left, so I'm gonna pick him. And his off-the-field stuff, too, it does not help his case out. Like, when you're getting holding penalties and everybody's watching you because you're the guy in the backfield with the defense line, and then you stare at the referee like, what, I didn't do it? Like, that's not a great start to this, you know, th- that game for him. And so this this whole week, I think, is going to be key for everybody watching him. Uh, but we got to move on to the Gophers in the second segment. It's Gopher football season, people. P.J. Flex show starting this Thursday at the State Fair. We will be at the, the booth. Uh, just find us. The PJ Flex show normally airs on Fox Nine, but you can you can check it out. Um, you know, at the State Fair live, you can come see PJ. You can come see the Gophers players. Uh, I got a surprise for my wife. It's actually her birthday, so I got to work all day on her birthday doing sports, doing football stuff, jumping out. Like I'm going from the PJ Flex show. Then I'm gonna try to head out quick to. Uh, I mean, Sam, you're gonna tell me at some point what time training camp starts, but I'm gonna try to get over there quick enough if if it's not too late uh, to see a little bit of it. If not, then I got to do it Wednesday. Um, but we are going to talk a little go for football and what storylines we're most interested in this season coming up next on the Ron Johnson Show. But before we do that, we have a word from our sponsors. It's a FanDuel Monday here on Locked on Sports Minnesota. Let me tell you what FanDuel has going on. They've always got great promotions at FanDuel. And this is the latest promotion that we've been talking to you about for a couple weeks. Football season's here. You can win all season long by simply placing a Super Bowl futures wager. That's right. Look at the list of 32 teams. Find one that you think is going to win the Super Bowl. But also keep in mind, who's going to win a lot of games during the regular season? Because whenever that team wins, you get bonus bets back in your account and you can spend that free money on whatever. Spreads, player props, over-unders, other future bets. So many ways to wager at FanDuel. FanDuel Sportsbook app is very safe, secure, and easy to use. You can also visit the website, fanduel.com slash locked on, 
FanDuel.com slash locked on. Start earning those bonus bets today with America's number one sports book, FanDuel. Make every moment more. Well, Sam, it's gopher football season as well. August 31st, the gophers will kick off against the Nebraska Cornhuskers. And it's a new season for Nebraska. They, there's no more Scott Frost. I'm going to miss Scott Frost. Scott Frost was the best thing that ever happened to us in Minnesota. I'm not going to lie. Like, he was awesome. Uh, loved every bit of his terribleness. Uh, loved every bit of his making players throw up and players hating him. Uh, loved every bit of it being freezing cold in the rain and the snow in Minnesota. It was like sleet, I guess you want to call it. Um, and he thought the players were, were too worried about where their hoodies were for warm-ups. Like he, that was, I remember the presser after that game. And that's what he said. Like, I can't believe it. Like players, players were in the locker room looking for hand warmers and hoodies. And you know, when I played and then literally though, the funniest, I love the edit. And I don't know if the person who edited this for, um, I think it was a Nebraska guy, um, <laughs> Nebraska TV show station. The way they edited it did not look great because then the edit showed him on the field breathing out cold air. So you had, (laughs) and he had on gloves, a hoodie, a hat, and he had a jacket. It's like you can't sit up here and and bash your players for trying to be warm, and you look like a little kid that. And he did zip his jacket up, so maybe that was the toughness in him. Like I didn't, I'm not gonna zip this up. I'm gonna keep it open. But it just was a horrible interview or sorry press post-game presser because he was like players are so worried about how cold it was and where their hoodies were like we used to go out there shirtless okay what are you trying so that that was like players weren't happy with that he called them out and blah blah so he's gone now but now we move on to matt rule and as the gophers head into this um game against nebraska it's the unknown game like the first game of the year is always the unknown and i'd say more so of both teams you don't know what matt rule's been doing College football, there's no preseason, so we can't see it. There's no joint practices. There's there's not even like videotape practice. They don't allow, they literally don't allow, like they are worse than the pros. There's no footage besides a couple pregame, like warm-up snaps things, and all that's it. Like they don't have an off-season OTAs where you can see one-on-ones, you can see players make play. Like, there's nothing. You see a couple of highlights that they want to put out, like the Gophers have done uh, at their night practices and their stadium practices for the fans. And so they put it out there because they know the fans are seeing it. So they might as well put some high, some highlights out there. Um, but they have the same rules, I think, even for their fans. Like, hey, you know, like we're we're we want to hide this from the world, people. So let's be a let's be a team. But when you think about this story, here's here's where I, the opening storyline for this season for me. Mm-hmm. Who is Ethan Kaliak? Manis. I was going to say with a real Ethan Kellick Manis, please stand up. I like that one too. But who is who is Ethan Kellick Manis? Who is he? What is he going to be? Is he this guy that we saw that was raw behind Tanner Morgan that when he came in, he had no cares? Because like, look, uh, he has a concussion. So the guy behind me, I'm not worried about the third quarterback. So I'm going to just go out here and have some fun. Now you're the guy. You're the guy that has to lead the team. You're the captain. You're the voice in the, in the huddle. So I want to see who Ethan Kellyman is. I mean, you got you got Corey Crooms, you got uh, Crab, you got Lamecky Brockington, you got Brevin Span Ford. Uh, you have some really good weapons offensively, really good weapons offensively. The run game, you don't have a Mo Ibram. So like Zach Evans, uh, you got Jordan Dubin, kind of a two-headed monster, but you don't have a Mo Ibram. You know, you don't have a Bucky Irving. You don't have that. You don't have all the, the Kai, you know, the Kai Thomases. You don't have what you used to have. You got a, a new 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 regime in that backfield. So what 
is Ethan Kellick, man, is who is Ethan Kellick, and what is he going to be? Week one, we're going to find I'm looking forward to it. I already got the, the 3 to 5 p.m. stream show they talked about. And then then, then our pregame show is, I think, 5 to 6? And then kickoffs at 7 or 5.30 to 7 maybe or something. I don't know. It's, it's a busy. I know it's going to be a busy Thursday. Back-to-back Thursdays, my wife's birthday, and then the P.J. Flex show to kick it off. And then uh, I'm going to be at the State Fair twice. And then we got the pregame show. Thank goodness it's not at the State Fair. We did that one year. We did the pregame show from the State Fair. Then we had to hustle over to the stadium for kickoff thank goodness we're not doing that that was the worst but we are doing the pregame show from the field like from right outside the stadium uh so hopefully we can join us but yeah i'm looking forward to this sam because i don't know what this team's going to be like that's that's the key i think the key is going to come down to Aiden. who is Ethan kelly manis but i don't know what's what's some stories you want to hear about yeah well let's i mean i'll i'll talk more about Ethan. the the resume that he built last year he won four out of his last five games True. but the stats were not great. He was carried by his running game, defense, offensive line. I need to see a lot more accuracy from him. And I, I think that, would you agree with this, Ron? He has to have taken a big step as a quarterback from what we saw last year for the Gophers to be an eight or more win team. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I talked about some of his things he does, like his pump fake. I don't, I mean, because I talked to PJ Fleck about this and Ethan. Like, like if you're a quarterback like this and you pump, most DBs are like, oh, that's just a pump. You do this, and they're like, oh, separate, that's my key. Like, when he separates, he's got to throw it. So, Ethan kind of separates, but then it's like a backyard thing. It's like, eh. it just, it's just, to me, it's like, if you're going to separate, then still just do the shoulder. He's got to get, like, little mechanics down. He's got to get some of the little intricacies down. The other reason why quarterbacks keep two hands on the game for pump is, like, if a if a if a guy gets beat on your blind side or up the middle quick and you don't have time and you don't realize it, this you might if you get hit you're fumbling. This and then you take one and we've seen quarterbacks take it. You probably can hold on to the ball. So that's the other part of it too. But that's a small part of the game. Uh, pre throw, blah blah. As far as like actually throwing the ball, running the ball, yeah, he's a little bit more athletic than Tanner Morgan. We remember that he can run. Um, because in this read option, Tanner Morgan never ran, like never. Ethan is probably gonna run a little bit more. Um, but yeah, I, I I think he has to be extremely accurate. Like you think about again, Brevin Span Ford has a huge catch radius. I think Brevin Span Ford, and I guess I'm giving my giving my keys away a little bit, but this is gonna be one of my keys of the game, but also my PJ Flex show, you know, show guy. They, they, they want they said pick one guy. I'm picking Brevin Span Ford because I think when you look at the NFL. Travis Kelsey, TJ Hawkinson. Most of the teams with top tight ends, that's their outlet. Look at Iowa. Iowa's terrible, but they had great tight ends the last couple of years. And so that's I think that's kept them like afloat, like where they're staying in games. I think Minnesota can thrive and not just stay afloat because their defense is good, uh, like Iowa, but I think their offense is better than Iowa. So I think Minnesota, this is the year Minnesota can beat Iowa, but they have to figure out a way to get over that hump. But yeah, I, I, I for me, it's Ethan Kelly Manis. Uh, how quick can he get going? Uh, how convincing can he be to the team? He's the leader. Because uh, it's been like, it feel like it's been Tanner forever. And that's the problem now is like we're moving into a new era that we're not used to the last six years. That's a long time. Normally you get three years of a quarterback. We got six. That's a long time. So I think that's going to be the key to this is, is what do we get out of Ethan? But, you know, mm-hmm. but you know what? We got we to gotta jump into the daily three. That's three questions, about 30 seconds each. I'm Ron Johnson. That's Sam Ekstrom. We want everybody to know. SiriusXM is a proud partner of Locked On Sports Minnesota. You can just visit the SiriusXM app on your app market. Just search SXM 
app or SiriusXM, you'll find the app. Make sure you download it. And then if you do not have an account, it'll give you some options, but you can create an account. You can also search Locked On Sports Minnesota within the SiriusXM app, and you can take us with you in the gym. All of our shows right there with you in your ear while you're on the Stairmaster. But again, I'm Ron Johnson and Sam Ekstrom. Now it's time for the Daily Three. That's three questions. We're going to take about 30 seconds each today. Take it away, Sam. All right, this is going to be a quarterback edition because we've got some good quarterback storylines from the NFL. So number one, Brock Purdy is back. He debuted for the San Francisco 49ers after going undefeated last year as their quarterback. Um, where would you rank Brock Purdy in the QB power rankings after his 6-0 and rookie performance? So we're talking power rankings for the entire NFL. Yeah, um, yeah. I can't put him in the top 10. I can't, I don't personally think I could put him in the top 20. If you think about Kirk Cousins being up there, top 15, sorry. Mm -hmm. I would say like easy. The tough thing is after six games, we don't really know if this is the Kyle Shanahan thing or if this is really him, but I would say he's earned his way at least into like 20 range, like 2020 or sorry, 2020, (laughs) 20 to 19, like somewhere in there because I I for sure think like Jordan Love and some of those guys are below him. uh, Baker Mayfield, um, but you know, I don't think he's better than like, you know, cause that middle group was Dak, Kirk, uh, Deshaun Watson. Like I wouldn't put it, but I put him ahead of Kyler Murray. Like at this point I put him ahead of Kyler Murray. And so that's, that's, that's where, um, you know, you have to like Jared Goff. I'd say Jared Goff is a little bit better than Brock Purdy proven better than Brock Purdy. So that's why I say I can't, cause I think Brock or sorry, Jared Goff is in that 14, 15, 16 range. Uh, I think, you know, Trevor, Trevor Lawrence for sure is ahead of him. Um, so yeah, so there's some guys, I'd say in the twenties, like he's in the low twenties to maybe 19, but that's where I'd put him right now. Yeah. It just bugged me how every ranking seemed to put him in the lowest tier this off season. And I think he deserves better than that. He played almost half a season's worth of games and never lost until he got hurt. So I would, uh, I'd put him right up there as well. All right. Number two, the Colts chose not to start rookie Anthony Richardson in their preseason game against the bears over the weekend. Do you agree with that decision to rest a rookie who really doesn't have any reps in the NFL? No, I don't agree with it. I, I personally, especially if you know, you've already named him week one starter. So I know maybe they're trying to treat him like a vet. Um, we don't see what practice, but yeah, I, I would give him some NFL snaps. Like, and the problem though is too, and this is the key. This is the problem. You can't put him out there if you don't have your number one line now, because you're like, well, look, he's our number one for sure. And our number one line is not going. So if I don't have Quentin Nelson and all these guys out there with him, are we setting him up to fail? And I think that's maybe that's their thought is like, let's let's give him week one. Let's give a number one line. Maybe Jonathan Taylor comes back and is ready to go. Um, but at that point, he has the full bevy of, of weapons. He has the full offensive line. He has the full playbook because right now it's very vanilla. So maybe they've seen enough. Maybe they've seen enough of him in practice. So, yeah, no, I, but I don't agree. I, I feel like the rookies need to get – like, if you're going to be a week one starter, you got to feel the speed of this game a little bit. It's not as fast because you don't have the ones on defense. Um, but, yeah, I would have put them out there. I mean, you got Pat Mahomes going at least a couple series. Like, why, why wouldn't Anthony Richardson go? All right, one more. Malik Willis uh, got pretty much the whole game on Saturday for the Titans. Will Levis yeah. got hurt. Ryan Tannehill was resting. And we saw Willis enjoying practices as well. After what you saw, Ron, do you think Malik Willis has a future as a starter in the league uh, from what you observed? Yeah, so PFF has the quarterback rankings that came out. I don't know if you saw that recently. Um, 
and, and when you go out and start with 12, because we know, or 11 even, we know Dak, Kirk. They put Dak, Kirk, Trevor Lawrence in the top 10 with Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers, Justin Herbert, and then you can figure out the rest because they're the best, those three. But if you go down to Tua at 11, Stafford at 12, Deshaun at 13, 14 is Derek Carr, 15 is Geno Smith, 16 is Jared Goff, Daniel Jones 17, Justin Fields at 18, Ryan Tannehill at 19, Russell Wilson at 20. See, here's where – and that's and see, like, they got Mac Jones at 21. That's where I would throw in, like, a Brock Purdy. Like, I think Russell Wilson is too low. I think he should be ahead of Justin Fields. That's just me personally. Um, but, again, this is probably recency bias from rankings of last year. You got Kenny Pickett. They got Brock Purdy at 23. I think Purdy should be ahead of Pickett. I think he's done more. But, again, this is – we're going to see the full go. You got Jimmy Garoppolo, Bryce Young. Jordan Love, and then of course these are all unproven guys. Sam Howell, Baker Mayfield is, you know, he's definitely unproven. You got Colt McCoy, probably gonna be the start over Kyler Murray. They're saying, uh, but who knows? And then C.J. Stroud, Desmond Ritter, and then Anthony Richardson at thirty-two. When you think about those names, could he be one of these guys? Yes, I think he could be Colt McCoy. I think he could be Baker Mayfield. I think he could be a Sam Howell. Um, we don't know what Jordan Love is, so I'm not gonna disrespect Jordan Love like that. But those names right there, I think. I think, like, not saying we, again, the Vikings defense was not great, but it wasn't bad. I think he could be one of these guys. Like, I think eventually, like, if a team picks him up, like the Arizona Cardinals, he could compete for the starting job there. The 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 whole Baker Mayfield, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, he can compete for a starting job there. So, yes, I think he could. I don't know. What about you? Yeah, I agree. Um, You know, right now he's kind of a – I think he's in a competition with Levis yeah. to maybe be the Ryan Tannehill successor next yep. year. We don't know about Tannehill's – longevity there I, I don't know I don't think Willis looked great in the game but also yeah. these games are not set up for quarterbacks to succeed like they're not yeah. running their real stuff backup receivers backup offensive line it's so vanilla that I don't think they can really stand out that much Correct. he can move so well it's fun to watch him and from the reports I heard from Tennessee he's really gotten better in year two so I think that he could be on the right track uh, we'll see if he can beat out Levis and that'll kind of be telling as to who the backup is in Tennessee this year. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see because this this is going to be uh, fun to watch. But, again, I, I just truly believe uh, that Malik Willis, like he, he looked athletic. I mean, I just think he needs a system like a Justin Fields maybe, like a Jalen Hurts, something that's built for him. Tannehill's offense used to have a little bit more run to it, but now I think they've even said it similar to um, Josh Allen, like, hey, I'm not going to run as much. I, I do want to run. But like, hey, let's let's be smart about this. And I think that's where Tannehill, as he gets older now, it's kind of because when he was younger, he was running the crap out the ball. He was known as a running quarterback. Now he's not as much anymore. Not a running quarterback, sorry, but the quarterback that was willing to run. Uh, but not mm-hmm. as much anymore. Now he's more of in the pocket guy, handoff to Derrick Henry guy. Uh, but that just comes with age. Comes with age. Uh, just he's not as fast as he used to be. But yeah, I think Malik Willis definitely could be a starter in this league at some point. There's going to be a place for him. Uh, if, he, if he sticks around and does well. He, I mean, he could be the, who knows? Tannehill might move on and Malik takes over there. But I think Will Levis, maybe they like him. Uh, and Willis could end up with the Buccaneers. Who knows? But I'm Ron Johnson. That's Sam Extra One. Thank you guys that continue to watch, download, like, share. Please tell everybody. Season's coming. It's going to get bigger and better as we go on this season. We're always going to break down the game on Mondays. Monday morning quarterback with Ryan and Sam or morning Monday. We're going to come up with a title for it. Guys, tweet it to us if you have one. But Monday morning breakdown. I don't know. Something like that. Um, but we're, we're going to have a lot of fun this season because now this is a new season, new receivers, Jordan Addison, KOC Secchi. Last year was a lot of KOC. You know, he's surprising us. 
Now there's no surprises with KLC. Now we need to see some genuine wins. Hopefully we're not looking at a 13-4 and four season again, and they've won every game by one score because we know Peter Bukowski would never let the Vikings live that down. But again, I'm Ron Johnson at Sam Maxstrom. You can download our show, Locked On Sports Minnesota, on Amazon Fire, Roku, um, and SiriusXM Radio. I want you guys to have a great day and enjoy it.